I'm part of the team facilitating an event with the president might want to pitch your ideas to him. This man's name is Ricky Doolin, and the president he's claiming to represent is Emerson Menengagwa, the leader of Zimbabwe. The members of our undercover team, who are posing as potential high-wealth investors, are about to deliver some rather delicate news about the source of their money. The problem is, and we want to all be clear, this is black money. This is money which cannot be declared. Okay. I understand. It cannot be declared in the country of origin of this money. I understand. What we need to know is, this will not be a problem. Not be a problem. Doolin, it seems, is not only undeterred by the news that the money's dirty, but he's thrilled to hear that there's lots and lots of it. We have no problem in terms of currency. Let's call it currency. Let's we are current cash rich. It's, it's embarrassing. It's not rich. Good, I like embarrassing cash. No. I like embarrassing cash. Doolin's words make it perfectly clear that the undercover reporters have his undivided attention. The meeting's happening in 2021, in the most unlikely of places, a downmarket family restaurant in a provincial English town. Then there's Doolin himself, the most unlikely of characters at a meeting like this. He's a bearded, bleach-blonde, white English rock singer turned evangelical preacher who has somehow developed a side hustle as a business representative of the president of an African nation. I think you know Africa. As long as you grease the wheels in Africa, you grease the wheels, there's no issue. There can't be no issue. This was a follow-up meeting to one they had a few days earlier. By now, Doolin is fully aware that we are hoping to clean our dirty cash by buying millions of dollars worth of Zimbabwean gold. Doolin says not only is this not a problem, but this venture would have support from the highest possible level. That's why you need this team of people to be involved. Simple. And as long as that team is taken care of, anything is possible. Now, the greasing of the wheels, we are going to figure that out ourselves, using this team to make sure that everybody's taken care of, everybody's happy, and things move without questions being asked. Then he coins a term, one that perfectly encapsulates his competitive advantage over the rest of the gold mafia. This is the executive. This is the executive power. This is Al Jazeera Investigates. I'm Kevin Hurton. Welcome to Gold Mafia, Episode 5 executive power. Over the past four episodes, we've been investigating how and why gold has become the money laundering vehicle of choice for some of the world's top criminals. Posing as representatives of Chinese gangsters desperate to get their money out of Hong Kong, We've seen how illicit cash travels from Africa to Dubai and back again, changing hands, changing currency, and winds up spick and span and ready to spend in Western bank accounts. 
In our previous episodes, this process has been done with only the tacit approval of the people in power. That all changed when we first got in touch with a man called Ubert Angel. It was a cold call. I emailed first because we had read that this person, Ambassador Ubert Angel, had been appointed ambassador at large for Europe and the Americas. For the next two episodes, I will be joined by one of the undercover reporters in this series. She'll be giving us a point-by-point breakdown of how this story unfolded after we first got in touch with Ambassador Angel. And you're doing this as part of your alter ego in this investigation. Can you tell me about her? Her name is Miss Sin. I'm a PA. I'm there to serve the client, to serve my boss. Her boss is the second member of the undercover team, Mr. Stanley. And the third undercover reporter is posing as Mr. Stanley's money man, Johnny. You'll hear Johnny a lot during this episode. He's the guy who sounds like this. The money's gonna come in. We're gonna throw the money in. Can you handle that? Both Johnny and Stanley are aliases. They are really undercover journalists whose identities we are not disclosing. By the fall of 2021, Miss Sin had been working on this story over a period spanning four years. She'd been face-to-face with some of the biggest gold smugglers in the business who were bribing people in power to get their way. Ambassador Angel is part of a new generation. He doesn't just know people in high places, he's up there with them. He's Zimbabwe's second most powerful diplomat. But how to get a meeting with someone inside the inner circle? Well, in this case, all you had to do was ask. We just said, look, we're very interested in investing in Zimbabwe. We know the country's opening up to lots of opportunities and would love to have a meeting. Wow, that's all it took. That's all it took. A meeting was arranged, but things got off to a rocky start. So one thing we do when we do these undercover operations is we always try to keep it on our turf so we have control of the location. But they changed on us two or three times. They canceled again and said, no, you've got to come to us. And that's something usually we're quite uncomfortable in doing. Did they do that just because they were testing you or was it just because they were shambolic? So that's the thing. We thought that maybe they were onto us, so they were just really cautious people. But no, they were just chaotic, absolute chaos. When they do finally meet at London's Pan Pacific Hotel in October of 2021, His Excellency Ambassador Ubert Angel does not disappoint. He's really tall and he walks into the room after everyone else, of course. A lot of it is a show and he's good at it. To set the scene, This meeting takes place in a conference room with a big table. On one side is our undercover team, Miss Sin, Mr. Stanley, and Johnny. On the other side are representatives from Zimbabwe, including Ricky Doolin and, of course, Ambassador Angel. I'm a representative of the president. I can sign contracts, I can sign treaties with government without the president getting involved. Ambassador Angel makes it clear from the very start that he sees himself as a man of extraordinary power and authority. He tells us he is Zimbabwe's ambassador plenipotentiary to a staggering 85 countries. 
So the name is plenipotentiary. Plenipotentiary simply means full potential, means power, so full power. And there's no position like that in the country. It was just one position that was never filled in. And it's created by, for you. Well, of course, Africa is ruled not by uh, policies mainly, but by politicians. <laughs> <laughs> It's obvious from various public appearances that Zimbabwe's president, Emerson Menengagwa, places a great deal of trust in Ambassador Angel. He is my first ambassador at large assigned to promote Zimbabwe brand. We are the government. (laughs) I can call the president now, not tomorrow, now and put him on speaker. It's not an issue. This young man is a villager. But he has vast business networks in Europe and in London, in the UK. In addition to being a successful businessman and a gold trader, Angel is also the founder of a global church. His followers call him Prophet Angel. But listen, I'm very sharp in the prophetic. Trust me, when it comes to the prophetic, I eat prophecy. There's a lot of showmanship going on. And I think you expect that after watching all these videos. I was fascinated and I wanted to see the person behind these amazing productions. The videos that Miss Sin is talking about really need to be seen to be believed. But we'll do our best. Welcome to Testimonials from the Healing Institute with Prophet Hubert Angel. Dozens of YouTube videos of Prophet Angel performing so-called miracles. Laying hands on people in wheelchairs only to see them jump out of their chairs, healed of their maladies, and ready to dance, dance, dance. This lady received her good news through the highly esteemed prophet of God, Prophet Hubert Angel. But healing the sick is only one of his powers. He can also help you bet on sporting events. The match between West Ham United against Leicester City reached full time with a draw, just as Prophet Angel prophesied. It was very quickly alluded to us that he was a prophet. He could foresee and predict the future. I'm able to predict when yeah. someone goes out of power yeah, yeah, and I pronounce it on TV. So all these presidents know exactly what I do. He predicted for us that President Managawa would be in his position until the day he dies. And that was a way of assuring us that if we invested with them, our investments would be very secure. Okay, let me just say, don't worry, you'll be president. Okay, don't worry about it. This president will be president until he dies. So it's really important that he would be in office because you're investing with the president, right? That was what surprised us. Previously, we were talking to people who had managed to build connections to the president. But now we were speaking to the person appointed by the president who told us he represented the president and could make decisions on his behalf.
What was really surprising was even from that first meeting, they opened up so many doors without knowing who you were. There was a moment where he asked who you've met with. And he says, you met with a white guy? You met a white guy? He <laughs> <laughs> burst out laughing. Oh, that was hilarious. And very uncomfortable, actually. So the white guy they were referring to was McMillan, who we had met a year or two years before that. Ewan McMillan is a white Zimbabwean gold trader and a convicted smuggler. The team talked to him undercover as well. His advice was very different and also very racist. Do me a favor. Yes. Whatever you do, listen to what I say. Don't yeah. invest with the black guy. Okay. You'll die. You'll go yeah. down. But do not trust any black person. He's long been known as Zimbabwe's Mr. Gold. It's a moniker that Ambassador Angel says is no longer deserved. It's good that we know it's Macmillan, because Macmillan doesn't control nothing. Okay. But fear not, because Ambassador Angel is more than willing to introduce us to the new Mr. Gold. That's coming up after a quick break. Hello, I'm Charles Dance, your narrator for Hindsight, an original podcast by Al Jazeera. We carry on exploring the lives of history's most notable figures, from Rosa Parks to Pol Pot. We meet the people who changed the way we think about our world and those who left it marked by their infamy. Hindsight from Al Jazeera, wherever you get your podcasts. So McMillan used to be called Mr. Gold. They're like, let me show you the real Mr. Gold. So what does he show you? He shows me a picture of this guy in a tracksuit with lots of cash around him. He's that Ooh. right there, he's in, he's in his house sleeping on five million. Whoa. US dollar. This guy used yeah. to clean McMillan's car. This guy's name is Scott Sakupania. He is the new Mr. Gold. He's the biggest gold guy in Zimbabwe. Scott Sakapanya is a fundraiser and loyalist for Zimbabwe's ruling political party. He has a notable presence on social media. There are pictures of him with piles of cash and bars of gold. The money man, the money man, the money man. Money man, Africa. There's even a video with Scott Sakupanya staring blankly in the background as celebrity boxer Floyd Mayweather sings his praises. It's the one and only Floyd Money Mayweather here with one of my close friends from Africa, Zimbabwe. According to Ambassador Angel, Scott now represents the president in all his gold dealings. And then he gets him on the phone. He's trying to call him. Hey, what are you? So I've got some, some good investors for you here. He just says to Scott, I've got some people, they want to bring in the money. How much can you do? It should be said, this is just minutes into our first meeting. We are complete strangers, and already he's making calls on our behalf. So if somebody wants to invest with you, what, do we, what, what happens? And Scott says they'll get 10% back every month. Back in 10% per month. 
Oh, so if you get cash from someone, you give them 10% per month for every money they give? Yes. First of all, we didn't see this happening. This was the first meeting. Usually first meetings go slow. So they need to come meet you and how do you give them back their money? So this is your first inclination that like you've hit the jackpot here in terms of like the operation. How are you handling this? Is the reporter side of your brain jumping out of her skin? So yeah, my brain's going in overdrive because we had not expected things to progress so quickly. God, we can do it right now. We can make the call right now and it's done right this minute. Very quickly after speaking to Scott, he gets us on the phone with Henrietta Rushwaya, who's president of the Zimbabwe Miners Federation. She's also President Menengagwa's niece. Let me just call Rushwaya. He goes, you know, I've got my guys with me here and what can you do for them? I've got my people here. Hey, shut up and listen. <laughs> That's so busy. We were aware of who Henrietta was because she had made the news before. It was huge hearing Henrietta on the phone and how openly they were speaking. Well, they also want to invest in gold and buy gold and maybe send a private jet, pick picks up gold every week. No background check, no due diligence. Private jet picks up gold every week, and she says that is doable. The president of Zimbabwe Miners Federation. Over the next several minutes, they arrive at a plan where they would move 100 kilos of gold a week. It's a very good price. They're saying it's a very good price. I think you should have said less 3%. <laughs> It was very clear they had a very close relationship, so he regards her as his sister. So when we finish, I'll call you again, then we, we talk. Hope you will be available. You are always available. Make it here and make it Thank you. Thank you, sis. All right, all right. Love you. We'll talk. All of this points to state institutions that are completely captured a civil society where favors and access are available to the highest bidder. Here's former Zimbabwe finance minister Tendai Bidi. That's capture. That's the definition of capture. You capture the state for your own private nefarious uh, greed. He's seen the evidence we've exposed in our Gold Mafia series. You know, if the state being used as an agent of corruption by those that are controlling the state, so democracy is now being assaulted. So that when Ricky says you have to grease the wheels, this is literally what he's talking about. Yes. These are the wheels. The wheels are people who work in positions of, of privilege that can enable your wrongdoing. A few days later, Ricky Doolin makes contact, asking for another get-together. That meeting with Ricky, it was in quite a strange location. It was in a family restaurant, so we were sitting on one side. It was quite noisy. Fast food, so very greasy floors. This is the same meeting from the top of the podcast, where our team revealed that the money was dirty, but that news had just been met with a shrug. What did they do when you said there was black money? Ah, don't worry. Don't worry. It's fine. Over the course of this investigation, Doolin opened up to our undercover reporters about his passions. 
Ricky is not a black Zimbabwean. He's an English guy with dyed blonde hair who is also a singer. He sings for Ambassador Angels Church. Did you know I was a singer too? No. No. You didn't say you were a singer. Check me out online. And there's a scene where he's playing his singing. Can you tell me what you were thinking when that happened? He plays as one of his songs just to show his musical talents. But God has stretched out to heal us. This I know. This I know. Just one touch from the key. Gets really into it and starts singing along. It's great. And he really seemed like he was almost more into showing you his music than he was this whole other stuff. Oh, absolutely. We talked about the symbolic nature of the operation, and I think one of the best examples is when he starts talking about the code names that you're going to start using. <laughs> oh, God. And, and he never sticks to it. And he never sticks to it, right? <laughs> During this conversation, we'll not mention names. I don't think we need to. Principal, I know who your principal is. Principal. You know who my principal is. We know who the number one is. He had some quite random code names, like he wanted to call the president number one. You did such a great job kind of pointing out, like, and when we say, you know, number one, we mean President Monongahg. He's like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and just to be clear, number one is, is president, yeah, yeah. and your principal is the ambassador. Correct. So we're all clear. Again, this goes back to like which hat you're wearing, but like, were you thinking like, okay, he's set up these code names, I'm gonna pierce right through it? Because it feels like that. Oh, absolutely, because that would make no sense for us. In this meeting, Ricky Doolin, after establishing their carefully coordinated but useless code names and establishing that their investment money is dirty, suggests that they arrange a meeting with number one, a.k.a. President Menengagwa. None of the people mentioned in this podcast responded to our request for comment. In a video later released on YouTube, Doolin said our work had been brutally edited to portray a false narrative. A lawyer representing Ubert Angel said the ambassador's words and actions were staged as part of a classified national intelligence operation. Angel knew that the undercover operatives were not who they claimed to be, but he played along in order to gain intelligence and see how far Zimbabwe's enemies could go and what their agendas were. Next time on Al Jazeera Investigates, that meeting with the president gets one step closer, but there's a catch. The facilitation fee will be $200,000. That's non-negotiable. That has to happen. But we're told the money will buy more than just a meeting. Gosh, you're talking about getting a motorcade to launder money. Yeah, and it's a very strange feeling. Plus, our team proposes that they put a casino on one of the seven natural wonders of the world, only to see it fall apart for the pettiest of possible reasons. It's all coming up in our final episode of Gold Mafia. 
This episode was written and produced by me, Kevin Hurton, with help from Amy Walters. Alexander James and Sarah Yeo are the lead investigators of this series. Craig Pennington is our sound designer. Clean Cuts does the final sound mix. Eric Samothrakis composed our snazzy new theme song. Peter Charlie is the show's executive producer. Nay Alvarez is Al Jazeera's head of audio. And Phil Reese is Al Jazeera's director of investigative journalism. We will see you next time.